Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. It's so, it's so superior sounding. They're so dumb, and we're so smart. What are you doing today that is going to be the cigarette smoke of 1950? Exactly. And you know what? And you know what? They put a man on the moon. Yes, they did. What have you done? With Chuck Berry, doggone it. That's right. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show and the Rock School Radio Network. I know I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Happy New Year, Tammy Burns. Happy New Year's, Joe Burns. That's right. See, we got our names out of the way in a new creative and fantastic fashion. We're moving forward in this brand new year. And what a good year. It is. It's the Cocktail Party Show. This is number two of the Cocktail Party Shows. Here's, once again, the concept. I love doing this. We've been doing it, I think, for five or six years of the show. What we do is it's a brand new year. This is 2017. You go back 10 years, it's 2007, and things happen during that year. You go back 20 years, it's 1997, and things happen that year. All year long, you're going to see on the news, you're going to see on websites that, hey, this year this kind of thing happened. It was only 60 years ago that this happened. It was only 20 years ago that this happened. So the Rock School Radio Show wants to make you... The Rock School listener, an informed human being. So we're going to tell you all of them up front at the beginning of the year. So you know more than your friends. That's right. So you can sound super smart. So when your friend goes, hey, did you know that this happened this year? Oh, I knew that way back at the beginning oh, yeah. of the year. Why? And on show number one, That's right. you, you get one drink. Now <laughs> on show number two. What? You get two. We do? Do I get two drinks? Well, you got two right there. Well, yeah, but I'm halfway through the first one. Does that mean I get a third one to round it out? No. Is there a show number three? It can be if it means more drinks. Let's go back to 1977. That means 40 years ago from this new year, pardon me, 2017. Boy, I'm a child of the 80s, aren't I? I love the 70s, though. Take me there. January 1 of 1977, The Clash highlight the opening night of London's only punk rock club at the time, The Roxy. January 20th, Jimmy Buffett releases Changes in Latitude, Changes in Attitude, and it has on it the single Margaritaville, which will be played nine billion times. Even more if you live in the South. Oh, mm-hmm. January 27th, after releasing only one single for the punk rock group, EMI terminates its contract with the Sex Pistols. Stay with us. They're going to come up again and again and again and again. And the one we're going to play, your favorite group, which is why I did this, February 4th, (gasps) Fleetwood Mac releases Rumors. Oh, what are you playing? What are you playing? It will go on to be the best-selling album of all time. Of course, it will be beaten, but... 
Then, 77, it will be the greatest selling of all, album of all time. I don't want to know the reasons why you love me. I want them alphabetized and brought to me in a spreadsheet. <laughs> okay, here you go. It's rumors on Rock School. Thank you so much. For what? For not playing the chain. Well, yeah, that's the one that gets played all the time off of rumors. Or don't stop thinking about tomorrow. The Bill Clinton thing. That's right. Yeah, theme song, right? If you could just play saxophone, you can be president of the United States. Let's continue on. 1977, 40 years ago, April 26th, New York's Disco Studio 54 opens up had a giant moon oh. with a huge Coke spoon up its nose. Here's my question to people. Yeah. Would you have gone to Studio 54? It was literally a drug and alcohol and sex-fueled pagan debauchery every night it opened. Would you have gone? Probably. Would you really? I you know, the reason I the reason I would have gone what would have gotten me there? What, is, to no, dance? I love to dance. Oh, come on. What can I say? I would have gone in there innocently to dance, and then I would have ended up being, you know, like a stoner or something. Wow. I know, huh? Thank glad God I, I grew up in the South and it never made it there. Glad I married you. Yeah, really. Uh, May 12th, Virgin Records in 1977 announces they have signed the Sex Pistols, even though they had been kicked off two previous labels in the four month. Uh, four months before. May 19th, The Jam becomes the first punk rock band to appear on top of the pops. They perform in the city. June 7th, The Sex Pistols attempt to interrupt Silver, Silver Jubilee <laughs> for Queen Elizabeth II by performing God Save the Queen while they're on a boat in the River Thames. Oh my goodness. Isn't that fun? Uh, August 16th, and this is all going to go together. August 16th, Elvis Presley is found dead at his home in Graceland in Memphis, Tennessee. August 17th, Florist Delivery Trans World, otherwise known as FTD, mm-hmm. reports that in one day they surpass the orders for any other day in their history. Because All, of because, because of, of Elvis. Death. Right. All the flower orders are on their wow. way to Graceland. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Right. August 18th, it's Elvis's funeral. 150 people attend. An estimated 150,000 are outside of the gates. And we are given the details of Elvis's death. Here are the details. Elvis dies, as everyone knows, sitting on the toilet. He is reading a copy of The Scientific Search for the Face of Jesus. He was found by girlfriend Ginger Alden at 2.20 p.m. His friend Joe Esposito, who, by the way, he had played racquetball with earlier that day, attempts to revive him, but to no avail. He, Elvis, is rushed to Baptist Memorial Hospital and pronounced dead at 3.30 p.m. in trauma room number one. He is 42 years old. 
The official cause of death is cardiac arrest, but that simply means his heart stopped working. Right. A later toxicology report shows an amazing array of drugs in his system that shut down his digestive tract. Mm, not good. Not Technic- good. Right. Technically, Elvis died of polypharm. Mm-hmm. Too many drugs in his system. Yep. This is Elvis on Rock School. Well, you may run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Let me tell you, got a mother's gonna cook you down. Go tell that long tongue liar. Oh, well, well, Go tell that midnight rider. Oh, well, tell the gambler, the rambler, backbiters, tell them got a mother's gonna cook you We played an Elvis gospel song for you. He released a series of gospel albums. It seemed to make sense when we're talking about the death of Elvis in 77. And I can tell you that we the big part of the show or the big reason for the show is that when somebody you know, talks to you about, hey, what's happening in the world of rock and roll? That's what the show's about. You will already have heard the things that happened. When it comes around to the time of Elvis's death, August of this year, yeah, it's gonna go nuts. People are because it's a ten-year anniversary of it. Gotcha. That's when people are gonna go. Did you know that X ten years ago Elvis died? You will already know about it, and we've told you the facts about it, the book he was reading, and such. And you can sound a little bit super smart of it, but every ten years it'll keep coming back. Keeps coming back, and there. There will be a pilgrimage to Graceland this year. And it's year. well worth it, folks. I think so, too. It, it was worth the money. We enjoyed it. It's a fun little trip through, and you can look at the the uh, uh, jungle room, and you can see the three TVs that uh, when he saw Robert Goulet, he put a bullet through the three <laughs> yeah. of them. It was interesting. Go to Tupelo, hit sure. the birthplace. Sure, why not? Elvis uh, pilgrimage. Why not? It's fun. August 20th, 1977, NASA shoots up an unnamed probe, which came to be known as Voyager 2. It launched with a golden record attached to it, containing sounds and images representing life and culture on Earth. It has the first movement of Bach's Brandenburg Concerto and Beethoven's Fifth Symphony and all kinds of symphonies by wonderful people. And? Chuck Berry's Johnny Be Good. There you go. That's right. And we just received word from the aliens and it says, send more Chuck Berry. <laughs> to steal a Saturday Night Live bit. (laughs) And the one we're going to play, September 16th. On this date, T-Rex frontman Mark Bolin is killed in an automobile accident in London. He and his girlfriend, Gloria Jones, are driving home in a purple Mini 1275 GT. She is driving, loses control of the automobile, goes into a tree. And you find out later, I say you find out, but the world finds out later, the reason for the crash is not her fault. She was not drunk. She was not, you know, under the influence. Right. They had had work done on the automobile earlier that day. And whomever did the work on the front right tire had not completely inflated it. Oh, my goodness. Nor had they, whatever you call that thing, the hammer drill that goes, that puts it down. They didn't use that. They had only finger tightened the bolts. 
Right. To put the tire on. So they were a little loose on that tire. Not a little loose, a lot of loose. And the front tire wobbled off the automobile and bang into the tree. That's what did it. Here you go. T-Rex frontman Mark Boland here on Rocksville. Okay, I'm thinking about Elvis, and yeah. I'm thinking, you yeah. you are sitting on the pot. Yeah, and you're you about, die. You're about to die, yeah. and you're reading. I'm telling you, now listen, Elvis was reading something about the man, so I'm thinking he's About get, Jesus. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. he's getting into heaven right there. Yeah. So what are you reading? I'm playing Words with Friends. What? Yeah, I'm sorry. Not a whole lot of religious material floating around in the bathroom. Goodness. The thing about The thing about Elvis dying of polypharm... It, you remember the time frame. It's so easy to take today's world and lay it over back then. People smoked in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, not because, you know, let's hurt the body. No, they it was had, cool. Right. They had no idea that At, cigarettes were as bad for them as they were. I, I can't get it out fast enough, but there were ads out there in magazines telling you how good cigarettes were for you. Exactly. And, and I, you went to see your doctor. And, and doctor, you're smoking. Yeah, Dr. Marcus Welby, MD, is smoking a cigarette while and, you're in there. Exactly. And, we're, and today it's so easy for us to say, you're sucking smoke into your lungs. How dumb can you be? Stop it. It's so... It's so... <sighs> superior sounding the, the, they're so dumb and we're so smart what are you doing Stop today it. that right. is going to be right. the cigarette smoke of 1950 exactly and what you is know it? what and you know what they put a man on the moon yes they did what have you done with Chuck Berry dog on it that's right what have you done slack to this sitting in front of Facebook I'm so upset I'm going to post something <laughs> shut up you know so you, you can't lay Today, over a few decades ago. Preach it, man. They just didn't know. Let's move along. 1977, October 27th. If you are a Leonard Skinner fan, this date should jump out and bite you. October 20th, a plane crashes in a forest in Mississippi, killing songwriter and vocalist Ronnie Van Zant, Steve Gaines, and vocalist, backup vocalist, actually, Cassie Gaines, and... Basically puts a stamp on the end of what is the Leonard Skinner legacy. Yes, I know they keep touring. I get it. Yeah. But the hits are done. They are. What is Leonard Skinner is done. They were on their way from Greenville, South Carolina to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, to play a gig. The guy I play in the band with, Bill, Bill Mm -hmm. Robeson. Yes. He had a ticket to the LSU show. Really? A physical paper ticket. And sold it because the, the the venue said, if you give the tickets back, we'll give you your $7.50 back. Oh, and he sold it back. Oh, no. He just said, I was a young idiot. I had no idea what it was. You know, I have a, a, a ticket to a concert that Elvis was supposed to do yep. before he died. It. Don't sell it. And people think, well, that's got to be worth a bajillion dollars. The thing is, he had like 30 shows lined up so right. there's a uh, you know a hundred thousand of these out there but i own one october 27th british punk band sex pistols release finally never mind the bullocks here comes the sex pistols on virgin record label virgin 
Is that really their fourth record label before they get to release a single? Yes. 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 November 30th, Bing Crosby's final Christmas special airs. It's called Bing Crosby's Merry Old Christmas. Why do we care? It's the one where Bing Crosby sings with David Bowie. I love it. Right. He sings Little Drummer Boy, and then David Bowie sings the counter melody, Peace on Earth. What a great song. Really was. Mm -hmm. December 14th, Saturday Night Fever appears in theaters, igniting this new disco thing going on in American (laughs) pop culture and sends the Beatles for the second time Uh to the top of the charts. December 17th, the um, Sex Pistols were supposed to play on Saturday Night Live, but could not get themselves a visa because, well, they're jerks for the most part. So in comes Elvis Costello and he is told you need to sing the song Less Than Zero. And he says, no, I want to sing Radio, Radio. And Lorne Michaels says, no, you're going to sing Less Than Zero. So if you've ever seen the video, out comes Elvis Costello, sings about, I don't know, six, seven bars of Less Than Zero. Says, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop, 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 stops the song. Uh-huh. And then sings Radio, Radio and has not performed on Saturday Night Live since. And he's okay with that. Some people can get away with it. Mm -hmm. He can. And the one we're going to play, December 23rd from 1977, Cat Stevens officially changes his name and his religion. He becomes Yusef Islam. Moon Shadow on Rock School. I'm being followed by a moon shadow. Moon shadow, moon shadow. Leaping and hopping on a moon shadow Leaping and hopping on a moon shadow Moon shadow, moon shadow Into the first break, let's go to a new decade, 1987. We are now 30 years back. It's a good thing you're doing this show. Why is that? Because I am believing that 20 years from now, and you're, you're, if you continue to look back at history, right. you're not going to see all these wonderful stories that you're seeing now. Oh, you don't think so? No. No, no, no. Elvis Presley's death will be celebrated every 10 years well, forever. Well, I, I get that. Yeah. But what new things are you going to have happening? I mean, there's some really, really interesting things that have happened in our history. It, it depends on what happens. That's the thing. History has to be made. So we're looking into, let's say, let's say tomorrow a plane crashes and Van Halen is wiped out. You know, there's history being made. Yeah, let's say that they all make it to 97. What what fun is that? There's not a chance that Eddie Van Halen's going to make it to easy, 97. Easy now. Not a chance. Uh, let's go 30 years ago, 1987. January 3rd, Aretha Franklin becomes the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. On uh, the 6th of February, Sonny Bono says he's going to be a candidate for the mayor of Palm Springs, California. Guess what? He was. He wins. And not only did he win, he was good at it. He was. He was a good mayor. People liked him. February 14th, Los Angeles radio station KMET signs off the air after a whole bunch on the air. 19, actually. 19 years on the air. Station was a pioneer of the underground progressive rock movement. It's just that the payola laws... 
also Nixon's attack on radio and Reagan's deregulation of radio ownership destroyed what was once a mighty, and I mean mighty, media radio. That that just, it still blows my mind when I think of that. Breaks my heart. February 26th, the first five Beatles albums, Please Please Me with the Beatles, Hard Day's Night, Beatles for Sale, and Help are finally released on Compact Disc. Okay, got to take a minute break. Back in just 60 seconds here on Rock School. talking about radio deregulation off the air yeah and you said it probably has an effect on music oh big big effect i can't even explain to you how much i think it is now here's my theory of it the deregulation of radio meant that a couple of companies clear channel and Sirius cumulus can have as many radio stations as they want. Infinity, right? Yeah, basically infinity. It, there's a couple little tiny laws about how many you can have in each market, but nationally infinity. They basically stated, look, if there's satellite radio, we should be able to have infinity like a satellite radio station. The problem is a satellite radio station isn't anything like terrestrial, but that's fine. Here's the problem. What you do is you create a radio station that doesn't care about the audience. It creates a radio station that cares about maximizing profits. That's the concern. When you and I were in radio, specifically me on the air, you had every radio station in the market fighting with a cavalcade of disc jockeys. I was up against you know eight other morning shows. That's not the way it's done anymore. What you have is a jukebox. And the jukebox is set up to not lead people, but rather not make people run away. So you have boring music. A lot of, I mean, God bless Phil Collins, but he creates a lot of rather not offensive music. Right. So you have a lot of that stuff out there. And the music is something that will not make people run the opposite direction. And you say, well, that's got to have an effect on the music industry. Well, it does. Because... Radio is where music comes from. It was where music comes from. Mm -hmm. And music today has zero intrinsic value, my opinion. People won't pay for it. Right. And when you say that to somebody, they're so offended. Oh, I'll pay for music. Really? Here's a song. Give me 99 cents for it. Oh, no, I won't. Why should you? You can stream it. Mm -hmm. There's no intrinsic value. And that is moving to concerts. That's moving to concert halls. Those who own the halls are making the statements that people are sort of acting in their own way, that the music is just simply there for their own parties that they're having. It's having an effect across the way. If the people who make music can't make a living, which they can't, right? the music is going to continue to go down and down and down in quality. You're not going to have the Becks. You're not going to have the... The you know, the black keys. You're not. There's there's not going to be a Led Zeppelin again. Oh uh, no, I don't. It's think It's just so. not going to happen. Right. If you can't make a living at it, you can't put your heart and soul into it. Okay, back to what we were doing. 1987. We're 30 years back. March 13th, the very first single is released. Cassingle. It's a single on a cassette. 
The Kasingle. I have never heard that. Kasingle? Oh, we used to give them away at the radio station. Back when oh, radio mattered. It is, it's one song on a, on a cassette, is that right? You got it. And if you flip it over, that's the B-side. Yeah. Brian Adams, Heat of the Night. Uh, on April 20th, a part-time store clerk in Callaway, Florida, is arrested for selling a minor a copy of the album, Nasty As They Want to Be, by Two Live Crew. <laughs> Two Live Crew goes on to be known as the first group to have to release clean and dirty versions of their songs. June 27th, Whitney Houston records the album Whitney, releases it actually, and it becomes the first album by a female artist to debut at number one on the Billboard 200. Good for her. August 6th, Jacksonville, Florida censors a concert by the Beastie Boys, Stating you gotta be 18 year old to see it. Okay. Are you kidding me? You gotta be 18 years old to see a piece of music? Cause it's got dirty words? Yeah. Knock it off. And the one we're gonna play, MTV Europe is launched. Everybody loses their mind over what was the first song played on MTV? Oh, well, it was, you know, Video Killed the Radio Star by mm-hmm. the Buggles. Well, what was the first one played on MTV Europe? Money for nothing. Dire Straits. Nice. Here on Rock School. a little past the bottom of the hour so we really got to move 30 years ago we're in 1987 what happened august 27th jello biafra a criminal trial involving him is dismissed after ending in a hung jury in los angeles why because he released an album along with the dead kennedys called frankenchrist with a poster inside of it depicting a row of really frank sexual pictures yeah which a lot of people said that's obscene the thing is that there are obscenity laws in the united states and once you applied them it didn't work however it had a terrible effect on his career it was really, it like ended right they didn't win the lawsuit but they had their sort of revenge on him september 11th reggae musician peter tosh is murdered during a robbery in his home on that first date september 11th as well level 42's it's over becomes the first video single to go on sale in the united states you know anybody who even knows the single no. You know, anybody who even bought a video single. No. Oh, Where did they go. sell those at? I have no idea. Kiosk in Kmart? <laughs> it's the video single kiosk. In o- Kmart. October 10th, ZZ Top announces they've booked passage on a flight to the moon. You remember when they were selling these things? No. Yeah, there was a guy. What's his name? Blah, 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 I can't think of it. He was with like a boy band. He bought passage. Okay, I do remember yeah. that. ZZ yes. Top did the same thing. November 13th, Sonny and Cher reunite for a performance on Late Night with David Letterman. Saw we, it. I think we watched that together, you and me. Yeah. And December 23rd, Nikki Six of the rock band Motley Crue suffers a heroin overdose. 
proclaims that he left his body and floated above it. His soul watched the EMS people save him. He's pulled back into his body. Thank goodness, because they needed that right. goodbye tour, huh? Apparently, make a lot more money. And then he went and took yet another huge shot of heroin, but it led to the song Kickstart My Heart, which sounds like this on Rock School. Coming into the second break, let's go to 1997. We're now 20 years ago. 20 years before this year, 2017, January 7th, the Spice Girls released their single Wannabe, and the premiere video is eight days later. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you absolutely loved it. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the Spice Girls. I was in love with Baby Spice. January. And she was in love with you. She was. It's like a Hooters waitress. I love you while you're here spending money. January 19th, Madonna wins Best Actress in a Motion Picture, believe it or not, for Evita at the 54th Annual Golden Globe Awards. And everybody went, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. February 20th, Ben and Jerry's introduces Fish Food, named after the Silly Rock Group. Yeah. February 13th, the Spice Girls knock Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart off the top of the U.S. singles chart, the first female British group to have a U.S. number one on their debut single. Girl power, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> March 9th, the notorious B.I.G. is shot dead while sitting in a passenger seat of a car after the Soul Train Awards in the U.S.A., the killing is seen as a payback for the killing of Tupac Shakur, although no one can link it to that. No one. No Even one. after all of these years. No. No and, one. And no arrests have been made. No, I know. Never. Right. The, what the heck, huh? It's, it's stupid. The notorious B.I.G. whose given name was Christopher Wallace was 24 years old. Aww. I know. Isn't that horrible? March 9th, the Spice Girls become the first act in history to uh, top the UK 40 singles chart and have four consecutive number hits, number one hits, and uh, they're the first one to do it. Profits from their fourth hit go to Comic Relief, and that year they provide the biggest individual contribution ever to Comic Relief. You I like that? that, yeah. And the last one, uh, April 2nd, Joni Mitchell is reunited with her daughter, Killian Gibb, who she gave up for adoption 32 years earlier. Good for her, and I hope it was a wonderful reunion. We got to take a break. I will be back in a minute with Tammy, who's sitting right over there, here on Rock School. Have we got to move? Have we got to move? 1997, let's wrap it up real quick. Play a song. November 3rd of 1997, the Spice Girls release Spice World, and everybody has about seven or eight points dumber. It really is a terrible film. Yeah, it was. It really was, because the Beatles, remember the Beatles films? Uh -huh. Help, Hard Day's Night. 
They were actually pretty good movies. I love British humor more yeah. than anyone, and it was the worst piece of garbage garbage I've there ever seen. There you go. Uh-huh. November 4th, Shania Twain releases her album, Come On Over, which goes on to sell 40 million copies worldwide and becomes <laughs> the biggest selling album in country music history. Goodness! Not just by a female artist. Biggest selling an album in country music history, period. Great husband. Yeah, yeah. November 19th, Gary Glitter is arrested after he takes his computer into one of these big box stores and says, hey, this thing isn't working oh real well. Oh my gosh. The person looks the hard drive and finds child pornography everywhere on it. You know, I'd like to say, Gary, you're an idiot. Why didn't you fix that? No, I'd like to say, Gary, go to jail. Don't... Pasco, don't collect 200 Go to jail. Stay there. We never need to see you again. How did he not go to jail? Uh, you, I, I don't know if he did or not. I'll be honest with you. I don't know much more about the story. But go away. We never need to be with you again. Well, then tell NFL football to stop playing that stupid song. Yeah, you're right. Rock and roll part two. Yeah. Oh, that I just, agree completely. That, every time they play it, I just go, don't you, don't you understand where this came from? Yeah, that's by a pedophile. Don't yep. do that. And the one we're going to play, November 22nd, In Excess's lead singer Michael Hutchins is found dead hanging by a housekeeper in the Sydney Ritz-Carlton Hotel. He was 37. I don't think I said that correctly. He was hanged and he was found, found by, by a, a housekeeper. housekeeper. Uh-huh. I, I think I said hanging by a housekeeper. Yeah, That's that, a, that, that was a terrible like way of story. saying it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of people are of the opinion he died by autoerotic asphyxiation. But if you listen to the facts going up to the evening, it doesn't pan out that way. It says here, actress Kim Wilson and her boyfriend said goodnight to him about 4.45 in the morning. He went alone to his hotel room after a night of heavy drinking. And they stated that the conversation that they were having with him dealt with his child custody and legal battles with Bob Geldof, now, well then, ex-husband of girlfriend Paula Yates. So it doesn't sound to me after such a horrible night of everything's wrong with my world that he would go back to his hotel room and then enter into an autoerotic asphyxiation event. It sounds like it is exactly what you think it is. It's a suicide, which is horrible. So November 22nd, goodbye. In excess leader, Michael Hutchins here in Rockville. are at the end of the show and we have next to no time so okay. here comes 2007 quickly march 25th elton john plays madison square garden for the 60th time on his 60th birthday Six zero. not bad july 1st the concert for diana takes place at wembley stadium in london all the money goes to all of the proceeds that she found wonderful July 7th, Live Earth, a series of worldwide concerts to initiate action against global warming. August 5th, 
the Karaj concert incident. This is in Iran, where the mullahs decided that rock and roll is no longer wonderful. They jailed everyone who performed and basically shut down the concept of dancing (laughs) in Iran. And the one we're going to play to wrap up the show, December 10th, Led Zeppelin reunites for a one-off show for the first time in 25 years. It's the 2007 Ahmet Erkin tribute concert in London. Jason Bonham takes his father's place behind the drums. It's called Celebration Day if you buy the DVD or the CD, and it's not good. It's excellent. Perfect. Wonderful. And that wraps it up. See you next week. Class is dismissed. <laughs>